Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You wanted the best, but well, they didn't fucking make it. So here's what you get. I don't care what Manson said. Rocky Tales, it's just a rehab. Tell me to fold, I'm gonna need a bed. Rocky Tales, it's just a rehab. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rip it up? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you ready to dig it up? Are you ready to dance? Are you ready to hit the floor? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because if you're ready, Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Welcome back to Cobras and Fire, I should say. This is part two of our Old and Deep Trilogy. We are doing a three-parter, and you are in for a treat. Last episode, Baco and I broke down some great old and deep tracks from some of our favorite bands, some obscure, some known, some from random albums, from famous artists, etc. And it was just a great excuse to just go on some just random rants about various bullshit it was a our longest yet it was a four hour session of just friday night couple drinks and just uh oh cathartic release of madness now last episode was called paul stanley's favorite dinosaur which we broke down the latest ridiculous stage rap from the great uh paleontologist known as Paul Stanley. And this episode is called Born Again Wasp Meat Addiction. That is not a Rob Zombie title. That is the episode. And that covers a lot of things that we talk about. I'm not going to break it down. I believe it is a mystery. But, you know, if you haven't heard last episode, definitely go back. Do not continue on. Do not pass go. You will lose the plot. We featured great bands like the War Babies, Beastie Boys, Corrosion of Conformity, Saigon Kick, Imperial Drag, Dio, Golden Smog. Some you know, some you don't, just like this episode. But we're going to kick this episode off 
with a track that did not make the original cut, but hey, we don't play by the rules. We play whatever the fuck we want. So I am going to kick off this episode with one of them that qualifies as a deep track from The Great Social Distortion with Don't Drag Me Down.
All right, everybody, that was Imperial Dragnet with Just the Facts, ma'am. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah, you would suck at radio, man. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, when you play it, say it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we're not into facts and uh, accuracy on this show, are we? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we do our best. The best yes. year of all time ever. Which 1991, which will feature half from 90, <laughs> 89, and 93. Fucking deal with it. Our, bla- our, our, blains, our brains are blenders. <laughs> That's right. 91-ish is what we should do. All right. So back to me. Uh, so act, act like uh, you're, you're curious what I, what I want to play next. Go ahead. All right. So are we just kicking another song? Yeah, this is live. We're, we're not editing this out. Come on, play the game. Oh, oh act like I'm curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Lewis. Uh, what do you got for me? Let's. Uh, what's next? I, I can't. <laughs> I cannot wait. The, the the condensation on my pink butthole is gathering. It needs to. I, I got to say, I it can say, only be dried by the next song. <laughs> I'm getting more and more uncomfortable listening to your interviews with bands. I just have to tell you that. They don't seem to be uncomfortable. <laughs> very, very, uh, like you say, it's very arousing, the conversation all the time. <laughs> I actually think it's a nice icebreaker. It kind of breaks <laughs> it things up. And, uh, and no, uh, they all, they're very amused by it. I just, it's good because sometimes they're like, what is this guy? I like it because it's just exactly what the interviews on the show should be. And that's not the same standard bullshit. So you're just throwing yeah. some stuff that's kind of like, how far can I push this guy a little bit? How cool is he to deal with me with, with, with asking these questions? Yeah, and I really haven't had anybody that's been kind of a dick or anything. So. No, 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 it's good. It's I'm going to keep it up. Keep it up. Um, what do you got, Luz? Come on. All right, all right. So, you know... It, so what it, do you ask here? <laughs> in my, <laughs> also, in my formative youth, another album that stayed in my double cassette jam box, uh, along with Steelheart, was... Uh, just kidding. Just, what, what was your idea, again? You were going to just... For the, your lose. 10... Oh yeah. <laughs> what was your idea for uh, to make it easy for your ten picks? Well, at the time it was only five, so I was going to play side two of Steelheart. <laughs> Which album? The, Do they the have Steelheart one? one. <laughs> I don't know the one with that. That I never ever let you go. Oh God! So uh, we might have to have that. Uh, that is an amazingly fun song to listen to. By the way, is it really? I love it. Yeah, um, almost for the the shock factor of how. That guy sings. <laughs> it is so insane. What's it called? I'll never let you go. You, do, you know do, this? No, I, 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 there are certain bands that just have never. Like I, I always make jokes. Well, they only about. have one pseudo hit, and it was towards the early '90s, so it kind of got buried. But you gotta check out the song "I'll Never Let You Go," and I get, oh man, I really wish I could, we could listen to it together now. <laughs> Maybe I have an idea. Where he idea. hits a high note, and you cannot believe how fucking high it is. <laughs> and then right after that, it skyrockets. Dogs start coming to your house. Is that is it just as bad as the end of uh, "Shout It Out" by Slaughter? I would say no. That this, this is, is the shout crit- it out. Shout, 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 shout. It's way higher. Okay. Um, 
but it, it's 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 more of a good hurt. Like you can almost you're almost impressed, embarrassed, and aroused all at the same time. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to add, add that in post right now. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait. Uh, and by the way, we we uh, I'll just let you in on the inside. The, the creative background of Cobras and Fire, that is we are in negotiations with a certain somebody to come on the show to have him, this person, host his own selections. And I, I believe that the, the ball busting will be just epic on this episode. I hope, I hope it'll be off the charts. I it might it. rhyme with Billy or Hilly Bardaway. <laughs> so, just so you know. What's next? Uh... <laughs> I don't even remember. You must, you must make me lose my mind with that that Steelheart thing. I'm laughing about a song I've never even heard. I literally, I want us to go outside right now and sit in the same car and like just crank it, like. And I just want to watch your face. I'm like, yeah, pretty high, hot. And then, boom! It just hits you. Oh it's God! Amazing. Oh well, it, I'm gonna. I'm, glory. I'm going to uh, uh, sloppily. Are you there still? You sound like your bike bike exploded. Come back. I'm here. Um, I'm gonna sloppily transition back into a band around the same era, and that is Faster Pussycat. Did you ever own anything by them? Of course. Okay. What is your favorite album by them? Probably uh, Wake Me When It's Over. Fuck yeah. I listened to that about three months ago. Haven't heard it. That was one of them that I listened to all the time. Love that song, Please Dear. You like that song too? Mm-hmm. It's all good. Like, all that's good, that and, um, you know, obviously... <laughs> yeah, I thought the first record was good. It just it was good. Had, had a couple silly moments, and yes. I just uh, yes. this was a lot. This was, seemed to be more like what they were made to do. Well, it, for one, and then album. they stopped doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like now is there like some like weird Nazi vampires or something? I don't know what they are. They're actually playing right down the street from me again, and I was told by um, they're playing here next to Wednesday. They played a bowling alley in the fine town of West Lafayette, Indiana, like last year. And, and my butt, a friend of the show, Rob, was like, uh, I'm not, not going to go there. And like, it's like $5. It's like, I, no. Because their set list is, they play one, they play, wait, they play one song off of uh, Wake Me When It's Over. And that's um, Slip, of, Slip of the Tongue. Oh, really? They don't even do the, uh, the Poison, only hit they had? They, they don't do Poison Ivy. They don't do... What's the, House, what's of, the other House of Pain. House, House of Pain. Pain. Um, it's just weird. But anyway, the difference between, I think, album one and album two was huge. It was kind of like you can see that they were just starting and they were kind of like a, I don't know, like a GNR baby. They were good. It was good, but then the, the songwriting, I love Wake Me When It's Over. I just think it's a solid album. I don't care. Start to finish, I always listen to that. Uh, and it, it's stuck. And it, very few albums, that's one of the few albums that over time has not slowly died. Like you listen to it and you're like, wasn't as good as I remembered it, but I agree with that. Yeah. So, but but and I mean, and, whipped is the same way, right? <laughs> no. And that is the that is the album actually that I'm going to feature a song from, which is 
Hard to find a good song on that. Well, I do love um, <laughs> um, the train to no- Last Train to Nowhere. I like that song a lot. Actually, that's okay, too, yeah. That's a good the opening track, and then it kind of just... <laughs> right after that, it's not very good. A Big Dictionary. Do you remember that song? Nope. The letters, it's almost like uh, Read My Body. It's the same thing, like... You love oh, so me. So it's you, awesome. You're right. It's like you love me <laughs> for my big dick shenary. That's how the song goes. I lick a lot of puss, people. <laughs> That's right. People. What do you think my favorite word is in my big dictionary? Lick a lot of puss. Man, we are just pulling it all together. I tell you, it's all it's all coming around. It's Full all circle. gold. Jerry. I think we're just gonna call, rename this episode Full Circle. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do that. Yeah. Oh my God. So anyway, part one, full circle. <laughs> but but so uh, on this album though, you know there are a few good songs on like I, I just mentioned. But the one that I really like is the last song, and it's appropriately titled "Out with a Bang" because this is the last good song they ever fucking wrote. Because <laughs> after this album, and this is an album that basically me and maybe you and some other people bought. I mean, this album I think did... I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. See? It, did, it didn't even go gold. I mean, it came out in 92. It got it was part of the whatever grunge those, scene. Those slimy kids from Seattle. <laughs> they shot these guys dead. Because if it wasn't for those damn kids, those men... We would have made better music. <laughs> yeah. So it, it definitely did not... Uh, I don't care when this came out; it would have failed. But but it, and then they just kind of vanished. And then I finally um, I listened to the one that we keep making jokes about it. But I mean, their album titles are great, though. <laughs> you, you know the uh, uh, the power and the glory hole. You know that's the name the name of one of their albums, correct? Yep. Okay, yep. that one I list, tried listening to it. Eh. But anyway, this is the last what I consider the last great Faster Pussycat song off an album. That is not good. From 1992's Whipped, here's Out with a Bang.
right, Baco. By the power and the glory hole. Stick your hand <laughs> in there and get your next selection. Stick it deep. All right. Yeah. Stick it in deep before you lose. All right. What you got? What you got? I don't know. Ooh. I don't, I don't know that you and I have ever talked about this band. They were definitely one of my favorites in the 80s. Uh, their first record came out in 84. This is their fourth. In 89, it was released. Bill Biv um, DeVoe. What's that? Bill Biv DeVoe. Oh, that's so close. You would not believe it. Uh, it's uh, it, it's also can be used as an anagram. So. Okay. Um, it, uh, it features Frankie Benali on drums, but... He did not join the band. He just performed on the record because they didn't have a drummer at the time. Also, Johnny Rod from King Cobra joined at some point. I think maybe this might have been his first record with him. Any guesses? So I'm taking it all in, so I'll make, I'll make sure I understand this. The hints are a guy from Quiet Riot, somebody from King Cobra. <laughs> didn't somebody have a sex change in that band? Or no? Uh, that was, um, uh, fuck. Uh, let's keep moving. It's Jackie Anks was her, her sex change name. Okay, but, but I am right on that, right? Okay, because I've never heard... Different I've, band, I think. I've never anyway. heard any King Cobra song ever. So what is the answer? Wasp. You know, Wasp, I... Only until the last couple of years, it, 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 it's odd how some bands just, just pass you by or you didn't even hear their music. Like I heard blind in Texas for the first time, maybe two, three years ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know why I just didn't, I didn't gravitate towards them. Blackie Lawless. Uh, and, but what's, you the, know, the, I, I what, think their best album. What's their best album. If I was in the, Oh there. boy. You know, I, I mean, I do like almost uh, the, probably the first one, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, Fuck uh, like a beast. Or whatever oh, no. no, that's like a that was like a European EP that was, or like a two well, that was a European song, single. Right? They they pretended they pretended was banned or something, oh, right. just to get some uh, pub. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the first record, you know, it's got like I want to be somebody on it and um, Love Machine that kind of stuff. I've heard that too. That's a good tr- um, track. Yeah, and actually, what I really wanted to pick by them was a song they did a, a um, kind of an industrial metal record. Uh, in the mid in the mid nineties, but it was just it was ninety seven. We didn't make our cutoff, and and you know how strict we are with rules when it comes to years. Yeah, so. you, could, you definitely couldn't have uh, got that through uh, standard, no, no, standards no, and practices. Production would have shut it down. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> from 1998 I keep wanting to say from nineteen eighty nine, Wasp released their I don't know pretty solid record, The Headless Children. And hold on, oh, hold did on. You, did you ever that's, hear there? That, that's what I was asked too. Is like, like that when that I, I remember that album, seeing it in the store, like Headless Children. That's marketable. <laughs> well, Blackie was trying to go for more kind of a concept record. Did you hear the the cover of the Who song, The Real Me? No. Yeah, that's actually very good. Huh. And you know that I'm not a big fan of covers. You are not. No. So uh, that would be one that I would put in uh, on the upper echelon. Okay. But uh, the last song in the record is called The Rebel in the FDG, and I don't know what the FDG stands for, fucking Degenerate Generation or something like that. Okay. Anyway, it's fucking amazing, so you're welcome.
So, Luce, I gotta ask, did you know that WASP stands for We Are Sexual Perverts? I did not, no. Is that actually the, the definition? Well, I think Blackie might say something different now. He found Jesus somewhere along the, the way and stopped throwing meat into the crowd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it also stands for White Angle that's, that's Saxon actually, that's actually Protestants. What, 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 oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Right, that's that's the uh, no, but yeah, that was their bit for a while. That's where there's a little period. We are we are sexual perverts, and by the way, usually it's hey hey hey. Throughout history, usually whenever somebody becomes a born again Christian, it's right after they stop throwing meat out into the crowd. (laughs) Oh, spit take. (laughs) Oh, you said that right as I was taking a drink. That's usually how it goes. There's, there's different tra- there's different transitions. It it's like it's like that, or but that's usually where it is. It's like I remember the day I found Jesus was when I stopped throwing pork loins at, at row two and three. I, I just stood there holding a tenderloin in my hand, going, "What am I doing with my life? I've got to turn it around. I've got all this blood hanging on from this tenderloin." You know, the funny thing is, I don't think he had, like, any addiction issues, so he, yeah. I think we might be onto something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was addicted to throwing meat. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't wake up every day. I can't wait till my headlining set when I can just grasp into the cooler. pepperoni slices. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this fucking porterhouse is hitting that bastard in the second row. <laughs> How you like that? Medium rare, bitch. Oh, we got to get to the next song. <laughs> I think we do. I think we beat that beat. Bit what if you were through chicken? <laughs> he did. It was kind of like, that's what I'm saying. It's Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper throws chickens. He throws meat. He takes the next level. But anyway, all right. So. You got like a family packet. <laughs> <laughs> Take a breast. There's a little thigh. <laughs> Have a wing. Oh, oh what's next, man? Let's please. Okay, so we're gonna take it out of the uh, the the depths of uh, insanity and back into something a little more upbeat. I'm gonna. And this is one of them. This is one of the newer bands from 1996, and that is a band I definitely have a love hate and a what the fuck are they doing now uh, relationship with, and that is the band Weezer. You like any Weezer? You dig any Weezer Definitely, at all? Definitely, but yeah, they're kind of a yo-yo, aren't they? Oh my god, the the, uh, the last one. Um, Everything will be okay in the end. Was decent, um, like in uh, two years ago. A couple good tracks on that one, but it was a long stretch until until that album. Did you ever hear that? It was like two years ago. Or no, I, okay. have, I haven't stayed real current with their their last couple of records. So. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't, except for that particular one. I'll have to uh, share. I think you'll okay. like it. Uh, the last album I really liked from them, and this is pretty much standard for almost all Weezer fans, <laughs> is you have Blue and you have Pinkerton. And on Pinkerton, did you own that? Or do you own it? I do. Okay. There's one song that, that, that first off, Pinkerton, the the nail in the coffin for them, and this, this album, as you recall, was a complete bomb following, you know, the Blue album, and was that they released by far by far the worst song on that album, which was, uh, is his first single, which was El Scorcho. Do you remember that fucking song? Uh, that, was bum, that one bum, of the radio bum, ones? Bum, 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 oh, yeah, bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. 
It was very annoying, terrible song because they thought, hey, this is kind of... The record company made a terrible mistake. I can't stand that. I didn't even buy the album for like a year or two because I hated that song so much. The second single, and I say it was a second single only because I looked it up before this episode that it was a single because I never heard this, is one of my favorite songs by them. Totally upbeat. Uh, should have been the first single, and I think it would have been a total different um, success. Now, this this album is very uh, uh, loved uh, by Weezer fans. It wasn't very popular, but it has like its, it's second. It it's, almost has that kind of elder status, right? Where people kind of like, God, that was a great fucking album. It, it just never, never hit. Um, it's halfway through the album, and should have been the first single. Do you have any idea? Do you, what? With the song no, I'm not okay. a Pinkerton expert. <laughs> well, that's fine. But the, the song is called... Pinkerton? <laughs> no, there's no song called that. It's called The Good Life.
That's the good life, Luce. Yes, it is. And my God, have you had a good time this episode? Oh my God, I, I'm, I'm starting to like ache in certain areas because uh, <laughs> from laughing, yeah, yeah, laughing and crying, and you know, sweaty anus, and yeah, all, all this stuff. stuff. Pretty much typical Friday night for you. So oh, yeah. the, the <laughs> so I think it's your pick. We're winding down. This is definitely going to be a two-parter. Um, I just finished my fifth pick, and what is up next? Back to the glory, boy. All right. All of glory. All right, see here? Um, this is definitely going to give Billy Hardaway a boner. Ugh. Go ahead. In 1984, this Arizona band released their self-titled debut record produced by Mike Varney, who I think was like, uh, what is he, like one of those guys who did uh, like all the guitar player instrumental records? Jim Varney? Uh, Mike Varney. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the Havern guy. <laughs> he wasn't a producer on the side. Yeah. Uh, they did two records, which was, uh, and uh, this is where I'll, I'll get really going a little bit. By far, their best singer was the singer on the first two records, a guy named Stephen Clifford. Um, he bailed after their second record, uh, Night of the Crime, which was produced by Eddie Kramer, and had an engineer by the name of soon to be super producer Ron Nevison. So. There's a little trivia for you. Um, do you know these guys at all? I haven't uh, said the name of the band yet. Uh, is the band called Ernest? No, but it does have two syllables, so you're not too far off. Hmm. Continue. It's, it's the very forgettable name Icon, and their self-titled record... Icon? It's called Icon. Okay. Um, it's a <laughs> lovely little track on side two, and it is called Rock and Roll Maniac.
All right, that was the band Icon with the song Rock and Roll Maniac, produced by Jim Varney, best known for his role as Ernest. He also provided the original voice of Slinky Dog in the first two stories. First two stories. Oh, fuck. I'm going to do that again. Uh, Actually, why? Why? You don't want it? You don't want it? And also provided the original voice of Slinky Dog in the first two, two Toy Story films. Oh, any Hey, other- Vern. Yeah. Hey, you got through it that time. Nice I did, work. I did. What, um... You know, what, by the way, I should also mention that uh, one of our... Well, I would, he's kind of a beloved figure for us, right? Eddie, Eddie Trunk? You oh, would yes. say, right? Yeah, he's like a Eddie cobra. Trunk. Eddie he's Trunk. an honorary co- cobra. Well, how could he not fire. be? He, was, he, he follows me around while Lisa was in Florida. Every concert, he's, he's opening. He's opening, saying, selling his books. But Eddie Trunk, our friend, our close personal friend, Eddie Trunk, uh, he was the executive producer, and for people who don't know what that means, that means he didn't do anything. <laughs> That's what I'm This is what it means. It means either that they're around or that the executive producer in movies means you gave them money. Uh, uh, a guy locally here from a band called Flip says, um, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe what people, what people think they know because they have money. As far as like what they learned, just because they 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 gave you money, they now know how to produce a record. Glory box. There we go. I got it. All right, hold on. You're gonna like this one. Oh yeah. Well, if you uh, had MTV in the I don't know '93 or this is the earlier net, we'll say right around 1990. But we'll, remember, they had like two alternative uh, music shows. It was like uh, 120 minutes, and there was another one like Alternative Nation or something like that. I, that remember, right? I remember 120 minutes that I watched zero minutes of, um, and then I don't remember the other one though. No. Anyway, this uh, you might have caught on that. It was never a hit. It, it was, I think, before all the grunge stuff. Uh, but do you know a guy named Matthew Sweet? I am. This is the thing I love about doing this show is I am impressed that you know him. There's like a couple songs I like by him. Let's see if it's the one that that I like. Go ahead. Yes, I, it's yeah. the title track off his 1991 song "Girlfriend." Oh, you're playing "Girlfriend." Mm-hmm. That's not a fucking deep track. Oh, it is. How? I, mean, I can Don't don't even get me going. It's not a fucking hit. Hit. How is that not a hit? That's the one song that people know by Matthew Sweet. What do you want? Sick of myself? That's a bigger hit than this. You think Sick of Look, Myself there, is there, bigger? There's other songs in this record I like, but I don't I don't think they rock enough for the show. I like Holy War. I like Does She Talk. Uh, I'm going to my iTunes right now. There, there's a yeah, you know, I'm gonna go to. I got the fucking CD in front of me, you asshole. Let me just type in uh, Matthew Divine Sweet. Intervention's okay. Yeah, this is all kind of Evangeline, kind of thoughtful, you know, singer-songwriter crap. And I like it. You but... think Sick of Myself is bigger? I think Sick of Myself is bigger. Like, really? I don't think either one of the songs people know. You're fucking kidding me. Girlfriend was all over the radio. Maybe in Evansville. <laughs> West Lafayette is where I grew up. It's not the same thing. Just no, north of Evansville, if I remember I'm right. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> Probably in the scheme of things, not that big of a song. The fact that no, like, not at all. Yeah, well, okay, but yeah, Matthew Sweet is like a one one trick pony kind of. Because I, I remember I was when I first heard Girlfriend, sick of myself. I was like, these are great fucking pop songs. I like the guitar tone, all this kind of stuff. But the rest of his stuff, I could not really get into. What about you? 
I like this record. Um, Girlfriend, I, but what about besides this album, though? Oh, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I like the song Sick of Myself, and the, I'm sick of the rest of the record. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That Those are the two songs. So, good pick, though. All right, so we're, hit, we're, we're kicking Girlfriend? Yeah, Girlfriend. We are back, and that was Baco's non-deep track, but old, 
Boyfriend. Boyfriend? Oh, a girlfriend. Yes. By Matthew Sweet. Now, but I am impressed that that, 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 that shows that that artist kind of crept through. Because I, 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 again, don't like any of his stuff really except for a select number of tracks, and that's one of them. So good pick. Where the fuck Thank did you go? I'm right here. Sound like you went far away. I threw a beer in the garbage. Okay. All right. I'm glad. Glad you're. Uh... Good sound effect. All right. So we are moving <laughs> moving forward, and you know, I'm gonna pick a band. I'm gonna just see. I'm gonna throw the name of the band out there and tell me if you've ever heard of them. Okay. Circle of Power. Sure. Really? Yeah. What's uh? Fuck. They got a bald guy in the band. I don't even know anything what they look. This was a uh, my roommate in college. Uh, he he basically had this CD. He's like, yeah, these guys are known as like Swamp Rock or whatever like that or some bullshit, whatever PR that they were throwing out there. I'm like, I've never heard of them. But he put it on there and the whole album, eh, not that good. But the first track on it is called Motor and it fucking rocks. <laughs>
Well, goddamn, Lou, circuits of power and motor. I can't wait to get that in post production here. <laughs> what do you got? What's next? Well, I'll get in the glory box here. You've beaten this bit to death, so. Well, of course, I got it. I set the whole thing up. We got to ride it out, man. We do. We do. You could have done something. I'm sorry. I just have printed out pieces of paper that are organized and numbered. So. Okay. You're going to like this one, I think. Um, in 1994, this female mm. artist released her, I don't know, second or third record called Whip Smart. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think she's from Chicago. I like to call it the Windy City. Whip Smart. Or the Big Apple. Is this Liz Fair? It's Liz Fair. The only reason I... Is this the one that was that was supposed to be like Exile on Main Street? No, no, this is after that. Exile in Guyville was uh, the, the record before this. Well, hopefully this is better than that one, because I, based on hype and fucking whatever magazines I was reading at the time, was like, this is awesome. There's a song called Blowjob Queen, and I was like, this girl's fucking great. She's got a song called Blowjob Queen, so mm. I, I think I got, I got that... Uh, it, it, maybe it wasn't a song, but it had that lyric. And I got it. Did you have Exile in Guyville? I do, yeah, I like it. Do you it. like it? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. Is this one different or the same style? This, um, it's 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 closer to the same style than uh, where she ended up going. Did you hear her like early two thousand stuff where she tried to turn into almost like a yes singer songwriting version of Britney Spears or yeah, something it was like that? Bizarre, right? Because she, was she, yeah. was she was pretty hot. So then they all like uh, made her. Um, yeah, I didn't think she was hot. Well, okay. They took what 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 she had. They made her hot as she could be made. That's what I mean. But but they took because uh, she always had like a sexiness about her though. But then they made yeah. her more pop. And the only reason I know about that is like I'm, like that was right when I started dating my my current wife, mm-hmm. and she bought it. And, I, and I'm like, you you bought Liz Fair, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then she played it for me. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, this is Liz Fair to me. And so I. I <laughs> You know, I played these 10-year-old records for her, and she doesn't like those, but she likes the poppy version. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, there's a, uh, the song I'm going to play is the first song I ever heard from her. And I heard it on the radio, and I loved it, and I went out to buy it, and the record wasn't out yet, so I bought Exile in Guyville. And I ended up liking that a lot, too. But this song is a much more polished rock and roll kind of, I don't know, upbeat version of whatever Liz Fair is. The song's called Supernova.
All right, people. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. Baco and I will be back with part three of the Old and Deep Trilogy. So, we will be covering exciting, important news, such as the new Dio hologram, Bobby Blotzer's rat, whatever formation that looks like the week it was recorded, and other exciting news you need to know. So, Baco is going to pick one to play us out, and that is the Melvins with the track Honeysuckle. And remember, kids, Rock's not dead. It's hiding and drunk, confused, disorderly, or something like that. Goodbye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 